No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world, and today I am in here with Conway and Benny the Butcher. How the fuck y'all guys doing? Ah, what up, what's going what on with you, my boy? Feeling good, man. Excited to have you guys in here. I'm going to be honest. Uh, always knew you guys were from Buffalo and was always very intrigued by that, but never really like took the time to get super deep with the music until the past few days, and I'm crazy impressed. It's actually fucking really wild what the hell you guys are doing. Yeah, dope, dope. I seen you tag me. I seen you. I'm like, okay, he's doing his research. And I was getting I was getting my, my haircut slash beard trimmed in my office while smoking and listening to your shit. And I was just thinking, I'm like, I feel like Benny would appreciate this moment that I'm having right now. <laughs> no, real shit. I did. You see, I, I, re, I reposted it. Much love. appreciate that. Yeah, because I was always up uh, upstate New York and shit when I was on back in the DMX days. We would always be going up there. And it's like, I remember multiple different times that I was in Buffalo or Rochester where we would just sort of be like riding a rail or whatever that was like really in the hood and then I would realize because I was living in Brooklyn at the time I would realize like damn like this shit is definitely like upstate is definitely like a weird sort of like colony of New York City where a lot of the similarities to the types of dudes that are there but then at the same time there's a lot of cultural differences too mm-hmm. right <clears throat> I agree how uh, do you remember? Like, how would you identify that when you look at like dudes in Brooklyn versus the types of dudes that you guys are mm-hmm. and the types that y'all grew up around and shit? What comes to mind as like the primary differences? Uh, <clears throat> to me, first, uh, the way we talk. You know what I'm saying? The main thing, the way we talk. And uh, what else? What else? I really don't know. You know what I'm saying? Just the, you know, in in the attitude of niggas. You know what I'm saying? Mm. The attitude of niggas, but. It's, it's kind of like you described it. It's like a weird colony type of thing because Buffalo, no mistake, Buffalo, New York is New York. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because the way we dress, you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? The way our, our swag, just everything. Mm. But it's different. I try to tell people Buffalo is Western New York. You know what I'm saying? So it's six hours away from the city. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? From the boroughs, we six hours away. So it's going to be differences. You know what I'm saying? We really are. We, As people can see from the rap, we really our own, you know what I'm saying, type mm. of shit. We really our own, got our own slang and shit like that. But It's different because New York City is like crazy fast paced. When yeah. I think about Buffalo, it's there's just straight up like a level of poverty and like mm-hmm. economic destruction that would be hard for anybody in New York City to imagine. Right. That's a fact. Right, That's right. a fact. And it's, you know, it's smaller too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a smaller smaller city than like the New York City so like when shit be happening to niggas you know what I'm saying it it, it hurt more it affect the city more like mm. you you know who who it happened to or you know who 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 did it you know what I'm saying like if a nigga get killed or somebody go to jail get right. you know a fast sweet you went to something. school with them or some yeah, shit you right you went to school with them you 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 grew up with them you know what I'm saying you 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 did something with them you know them in some way or shape or form so that's how I think, you know what I mean, where, like, Buffalo is different, you know what I mean, from yeah. New York City, because New York City's so big, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it's, it's like, hella cutthroat, like, you gotta be moving so fast Yeah, I think about city. it like this, like, okay, boom, the east side of Buffalo is really, like, the uh, the streets, with, the, with the, the, the black neighborhood, so the east side of Buffalo, you know what I'm saying, and that's where the bullshit going on at. Now, let's say, if it's a murder every week, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's more. If it's a murder every week, like you looking around and niggas like you you don't know who it's gonna be next week. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, it's, it's one part of town and, and, and like you said, it's like it's real close knit. Yeah. So it's just like somebody not gonna be here by the end of the summer. But right. it's you, that type of shit. The thing that I'm fascinated by with you guys is that you guys are super real street dudes, but then you ended up rapping over a very, very specific sort of aesthetic backdrop that I don't really 
I mean, I have a hard time thinking about anybody who sounds more New York from New York City than you guys, at least on the level that you guys are rapping at in terms mm-hmm. of having the fan base that you guys mm-hmm. have and everything. So that that is just the fascinating part to me is that you guys are kind of like keeping it more, I don't even want to say pure because I feel like it's sort of like a simplistic explanation of how you guys deliver your shit to just say like, oh yeah, it's like 90s rap. It's like old school shit. You know, like that annoys me when I hear people describe you guys that uh-huh. way because uh-huh. I feel like that's too reductive of an right, explanation. Right, right, right. I found out a lot of people don't know what to describe it as. As familiar as it may sound, the music may sound, a lot of people don't know what to call it, you know what I'm saying? I heard a lot of people give it different names, but I think it's just, you know, we, we know what we're good at. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We know what we're good at, and we built a formula around what we're good at. Mm. So I think by it being three of us and sticking to a formula and, and with uh, Derringer and Alchemist producing, I think, you know what I'm saying? And the stories that we tell them, real official stories, mm. I feel like it was it just, it was just, you know what I mean? It was magic in a bottle, just how, however it happened, you know what I'm saying? It mm. took the world by storm. But do yeah. you feel, like, did you kind of get on their wave? Like, because you guys were doing music first, right? Well, I mean, we all was doing, I mean, you could say that in a sense, like, growing up together, you know what I mean? Because mm. I'm a little older, me and Wes are a little older than Benny, but <clears throat> pretty much all came in this shit doing it, music together, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you know what I mean? It was just a, a sound that, you know what I mean? Really, I got to get a credit to, like, just Derringer and Westside. Mm. Like, Westside found Derringer. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't know Derringer. He was, a, he was local? Yeah, mm-hmm. he from Buffalo, too. Yeah, but see, from that's North crazy, Buffalo. too. He from, like, the, you know. He from North Buffalo. Most people like, don't like even end white, up rapping like with people that white are. Area. Yeah, okay. You know what I'm saying? So he got the other side. Right. So it's like he 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 found Derringer, you know what I'm saying? Like reached out to him when he when he came home from the feds. You know what I mean? He reached out to him and got some beats and shit. And that's how he, you know what I mean, started working on like the Hitler too. He had did the Hitler one, but you know what I mean? Like and when I heard what what they was doing, like West Side, like a particular kind of beat, you know what I'm saying? And when they heard what they was doing, I knew that shit fitted my style a little perfect because you know, after what I went through, what I went through getting shot, I needed to kind of slow the beats down a little. You know mm. what I'm saying? So them shits was spooky and grimy, and them shits, like, was perfect for me. But that shit, in the meantime, like, created our, our, our sound, our identity, and separated us from, like, like you said, like, you know what I mean, rest of, like, other artists from New York or East Coast music. We, we had a, a sound that was just unique, even though it sound familiar and feel like some shit you felt in the 90s or whatever, the golden era and all that, it was fresh, it's unique, you know what I mean? A, a lot of dudes who might end up rapping over similar production are not, or they don't necessarily come off as like real street dudes that can talk about the kind of stuff that you guys talk about, or at least they're not doing it as uh, convincingly. Like, you know, right, the, right. the last person I could think of that blew up of having more of like an old school style is action. In a lot of ways, yeah, you know, in the sense that I feel like you guys like probably look at Action's music and fuck with his style. And I hear I heard Mayhem Loren on the new project and all that mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but from the family, the homies. Yeah, yeah. Is that like I don't know? Like that, that that's almost like a rarity these days to even have to be sort of younger dudes who are coming out who have like a real reverence for the older stuff. A lot of people now it feels like they just. They don't. There's there's no indication that they have any like knowledge of like hip hop because it's real because it's real trendy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The game is real trendy right now, and that's what everybody doing. But I always say this, right? All the top niggas in the game mm-hmm. with all the longevity are rappers, mm-hmm. people who rap rhyme syllables, 
people to this day who will go get a primo beat, no matter how big they are. People to this day who won't get a Pete Rock beat. People to this day who won't go get an Alchemist beat. You know what I'm saying? The, these artists work with them. And I'm, when, I'm, when I'm saying this, I'm talking about from <clears throat> Kendrick to Cole mm -hmm. to, to Drake, whoever you want to consider the top lyricists. Our niggas is rappers. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? You could say niggas got some backpack in them. You know what I'm saying? We all agree with that. So, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Though, no, everybody like that. They were students. Exactly. Everybody like the, the culture. You know everybody act like this. The lyrics don't matter no more, but that's that's impossible. You just got to look at you just got to look at the facts for what they are. Mm -hmm. All yeah. the top niggas are rappers. You I mean, know what I'm saying? I feel like I feel like that's cause like a lot of like artists now. You know, this shit is so. Self-sufficient right now, it's like a lot of artists can really do they shit this themselves. So it's like niggas is hustlers. It's more it's more hustlers than it is like yeah, yeah, yeah. like right, rap right. rap niggas. You know what I'm saying? Right, niggas right, are right. just like smart. Niggas got an OG or a big homie behind them that got the bag, putting it up, making them look how you supposed to look. He got a vibe. That's why they, like a lot of this shit sound the way it sound. These niggas right, just right. vibing. These niggas finding a lane to eat. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like I ain't we ain't we ain't mad at that either. Like like I said, when you asked me when I walked in, who I'm listening to? Like I'm on I'm on that baby and gunner. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm on I'm, I'm on, on that, that polo G. I'm on shit like that. You know That's what I'm saying? Because it's like I ain't mad at that. These niggas found them a lane, found them a way, and you know what I mean? They do it how they do it. And that shit is dope to me. You know what I'm saying? But like Benny said, you got them rappers. Them the niggas who be around the 10, 20, 30 years. Right, right. To, you know, making the timeless music because them niggas invested so much in their craft and they students of the culture. But mm -hmm. what what motivates you to actually get in the studio? Is it hearing some shit like Gunner or Baby that don't really sound that much like what you're doing? Or do you, like, listen to Old Mob Deep? Are you listening to Illmatic or some shit? Like, does that get you in the state of mind? Well, it's different for me because I've been, like, doing this shit kind of for a while and chasing this shit, so... I, my approach is I try to keep my same energy and my same passion. So, like, that was the shit that inspired me to be on. Like, man, come, like, Prodigy and them coming. Mm. Like, Hov and them niggas and Illmatic, now it was written Nas and all that. So, that was always my approach. So, I try to keep that the same. But, like, you know, like I said, man, this shit is, this shit is a, a, you know, a thinking man's game, man. And it's, it's so easy for you to get a bag out of this shit if you just figure out the angles, man, that That's work for you. So it's like, I ain't mad at, you know what I mean? The, the guys who, that's what they do, you know what I mean? Like, they, they figured out a way to, to exist in this in this blood sport we call hip-hop. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Shit, I, I love it, personally. How much of it, though, is the, like, I, could you, do you feel like you could get on one of them types of beats and sound... Oh, absolutely. You do? You would get... Because I, I don't listen, think I ever heard y'all rap over at 808. Nobody never... Right? Listen, I, I said absolutely. this in the interview before. This nigga right here, mm. you know what I'm saying, could do anything, have done everything. Uh, Same thing with me. We didn't, we didn't like, we've been around for a while, you know what I'm saying, like underground, and then got like big club records, you know what I'm saying, uh, shit like that, right. that the whole time was playing. 10 years old, you go to the club in Buffalo, they play it right now. Mm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You go upstate, they play it right now. We got records like that. Yeah. You I got, got some new shit with Rick Hyatt produced. No real own, shit. Um, look mm -hmm. what I became, the project I'm about to drop. See, people don't understand people that. that. That's taking them there. You know it's, what I mean? it's easier to rap like that, actually. You feel what I'm saying? Oh, hell yeah. It's easier to rap like that. And the shit that we do, see, what's important to me is the respect of my peers. You know what I'm saying? You be in a room with these right, niggas, exactly. with these legends. 
these legends. Yeah. And the niggas invite you in their circles and they tell you they listen to your shit, they fuck with your shit. They don't do that for everybody. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's different trophies and different milestones in a game. And, and other rappers got different milestones, but they'll never, they never be able to rub shoulders and stand shoulder to shoulder with a legend. And, and, a, and a nigga who put in pain acknowledge you as a as an artist, as a lyricist. Mm -hmm. You know, that's big for what we do. You know what I'm saying? You got to seem like you're like 100% on that because, uh, I mean, when you look at the number of rappers that have not acknowledged you guys or at least like, or like genuinely fuck with you, it's actually kind of crazy. It's like literally the biggest people in rap, most respected uh, legends uh, in the game. And then also, I'm looking at you guys' interviews and shit, it seems like I feel like I'm late as fuck because like everybody who <laughs> does interviews or is somebody in like the hip hop media is like sitting there doing an interview with you and whether it's like Rosenberg or Vlad or whoever, they're sitting there saying like, I fuck with you guys a lot. Like I, yeah. I, I just did this 10 minutes ago and I felt kind of whack doing it because I was just <laughs> listening to everybody else do it. Yeah. But that's kind of crazy that you guys have that level of respect from people who seem like they really know what's going on. Yeah, it's dope, man. That's what it is. We, you know, you, you, you stick to your script and everything will work out how it's gonna work out mm -hmm. for you you know what i mean like for us like he was saying like you know we in the conversation we in them rooms with that elite bunch you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. you gotta show and prove how did you guys man? even get into a conversation with alchemist where did that come from i was hitting him up when i, I was hitting him up telling him i was doing this interview and he's like fuck i'm in europe <laughs> nah that's crazy because like i really don't even know like I, you know what i mean i think i think Planet Asia, my nigga Planet Asia has stumbled across some music and shit, some videos or something on YouTube, and you know what I mean? Went to Owl House and pulled that shit out. Like, Yo, you ain't heard these, you know what I'm saying? Conway and Westside Gun niggas? And was playing them some shit. And, um, you know what I mean? I mean, I heard the story after, but I was just, you know, in a hub. I just woke up, you know what I mean? To like a tweet from Alchemist. Like, I, I never knew. I wasn't following him or nothing. I never met him. And he had just like reposted, retweeted, like, this freestyle I did, you know what I'm saying? And it was like, yeah, with mad fire emojis, and I need like 20 more of these, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, and the DM followed after that, like, yo, we gotta, you know what I'm saying? We gotta lock in, and the rest is history, you know what I mean? But that's dope. My first time meeting him was when these niggas brought me to LA my first time. Right. You know what I'm saying? Nigga, uh, I went to the house, I, I was really, I was really fucked up. You know what I'm saying? I damn near had the flu. Oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? I came out there. I was still smoking moon rocks and shit, though. I ain't give a fuck. I came out People came. come to L.A. and do that. <laughs> no, you got to. I'm like, this is my first time. Yeah, what the fuck? It's medicinal. <laughs> I was going to ask you if, you ever, if your first time you came to L.A., you got too high. That's what I started <laughs> nah, thinking. Nah, nah. I almost fucked fuck myself up. Moon rocks, that's no way to live, man. Nah, you can't be doing that I mean, That's what I'm I was, sorry. and I was fucked up. But that was my first time to L.A., and these niggas took me to our spot, and saying we ended up doing some shit for the album. You know what I mean? My first time meeting him. Is that an intro to Prodigy? Because I've seen y'all rapping with Prodigy, which fucked me up. Because that must have been like right before he passed. Yeah, uh -huh. nah. I, I, I met. That's another funny story. Like, I was, um, cause I, I you know, I fuck with um Tech from Smith and Wesson. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? And, um, the niggas had a show like not too far from like Buffalo, and Niagara Falls. And I'm, I hit him like, yo, y'all niggas got a show. He's like, yeah, pull up. So anyway, long story short, I go to the show with them. We, uh, you know, they, they it was um, Smith and Wesson and Mob Deep. Mm -hmm. I go to the show with these niggas, and we waiting, you know, backstage, like an outside backstage. So as the, I'm seeing, the, you know, the van pull up and all that, and the tech like, yeah, that's 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 Prodigy and them right there. I'm like, oh, word, nah, you know what I mean? I grew up, these niggas is like, you know, now these that's are idols, you know what I'm saying? But you got to be cool because you're popping yeah, too. So I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I'm, you know, I'm trying to maintain my composure and all that. Yeah. 
And um, <coughs> but it's an elephant so, in the room. So boom, the nigga, <laughs> nigga hops out the van, <coughs> asking for a light, light a cigarette and shit. And he like, yo, yeah, yeah, yo, y'all fuck with your shit. Your shit is fire, nigga. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, he's like, nah, you, nigga. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yo, your shit is fire. I was on my fan shit, like, damn, nigga, this prodigy telling me my shit. You know what I mean? That's yeah. crazy. With with this phone, I'm like, yeah, let me get your number, bro. We gotta work. And shit, the rest was history. Yeah. And we been, you know, became friends, got got close, cause, you know what I mean? He a real dude, you know what I mean? He was a real dude, man. Shit fucked up, man. Yeah. What happened to the homie? Yeah, that was crazy when I heard about that actually, cause like he's he's someone that. As a kid, like when I fucking found out that he was sick and also found out about the drug shit he was having issues with and everything, I was like, that was probably one of the first rappers I ever like knew about who he was like a god to me. But then I also like just knew him to be so human in both of those ways that he was right. dealing with like a sickness, the kind of thing you yeah. can't control at all, yeah. and the drug shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's like, I don't know. That's mm-hmm. like, that actually like really kind of informs a lot of why his verses were so powerful and shit, too. Yeah, when you go back and listen to some of the shits now. Mm get tapped in yeah when you guys think about your first time like really falling for rap music what do you think about in terms of like your early introduction i mean me personally i i I, my early introduction i really can't remember i want to say like run dmc and them niggas Mm. you know what i'm saying special ed uh we on a mission i remember that vividly you know what i mean rapping that shit little badass little kid rapping them shits but like when I first got inspired, like wanted to rap this shit, it was like I was a heavy West Coast fan. Like I was watching them videos and listening to these dudes talking that shit, and that shit took me there. Like, mm-hmm. like, like, uh, like Cube and them niggas. And I used to, they used to, I used to get in trouble for listening to that shit. They'd break my tapes and hide them, <laughs> take my NWA bootlegs. My and mom all smashed that. a Tupac CD with a hammer. Right, exactly. <laughs> that. That's when. Yeah, that's I definitely got to get you in trouble. I definitely got a Snoop Dogg CD uh, tape smash. Yeah. I wonder if that still happens. If, if drop a comment down below if you ever had your parents like delete a fucking MP3 <laughs> right. off your computer. Yeah, I yeah. guess it would be these days. Right. See, got, see right now I got my daughter shit where she can't even get on that shit. She got no internet access. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Shit, nowadays, you got these bitches right around with motherfucking they eight year old listening to City Girls. Right. Right. <laughs> That's a fact. My daughter's 13. Daughter she still yeah, got yeah, no internet yeah, access. Yeah, if she don't know about City Girls yet, then you're a good dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nah, I ain't that good of a dad. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they're going to get niggas over like, there. How we got a machine. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. For real, you meet I mean. Coach K. You're like, yo, you got my daughter fucked up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah, you ever think about that? Like, just playing music around your kids? Because, like, you know, my parents, like, they, or my, my, when I think of my sister, she got like a five-year-old. Like, they would never let me play some music with swear words around around the kid. But yeah. like, some of my friends who are like rappers and shit, like, they never even think about it. Yo, but you know what? That was my mom's side who did that. But mm. my pops, he always rode in the car with me and listened to any and everything. Mm. I got a, I got a good kind of too short. You know, too shit. short was his favorite rapper. <laughs> too short was is my dad's favorite rapper. I ain't gonna say was. I'm gonna say is. Mm. So I knew all that too short, all that nasty shit. Uh, no Vaseline. I remember, yo, my pops used to ride around playing No Vaseline for the whole day. That's the Ice Cube this. You know what I mean? And I just got a good history lesson, you know what I'm saying? EPMD and all that shit. But my first, I remember like listening to Reasonable Doubt like on the radio. I'm feeling it, you know what I'm saying? That Mm -hmm. shit. Mm -hmm. I remember that used to come on on the radio at night. But then when I got old enough and I revisited that, that was like, I was young, that was 96, so mm-hmm. I was about 12. 
when I got old enough to revis revisit that and a lot of other shit and understood what these dudes was talking about, I tapped in, I, I, I tapped in the Ready to Die all years later. So I'm saying that music definitely inspired me. And I, and I, and I got into music early, but I understood it a little later. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah, it's crazy just to think about nowadays. Like, for, for, like, you know, you grew up with that, like, amazing hip-hop right in your face and it's not like it's not like that mm -hmm. do you think when when you look at like a young rapper now it's hard for them to sort of even become someone who's like interested in some outlier shit like you guys are sort of you know left of what is normally going on in rap right now it's almost like with the streaming services being how people get into music it's like they have access to everything mm -hmm. but then at the same time it feels like a huge percentage of people just end up gravitating towards the same shit that happens to be like doing well on streaming services. Mm -hmm. Right, 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 right. Yeah, no, nah, I think it's definitely different. Like, and it may, it, you know what I mean? Like, when you grow up, just think about it. Like, for me, like, think about, like, when Nas was 19 or some shit like that when he did Illmatic. Mm. Prodigy and them niggas, 19, 18, when, when, uh, Infamous and all that. Like, but think of, like, the 18-year-old, 19-year-old rapper now, what they what they rapping, mm. right? See what I'm saying? So it's like if you're a younger younger dude, 15, 16, or whatever, and getting inspired by music, this is the shit you listening to. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, like, you know, no disrespect to the homie, but, like, a lot of these artists now, these niggas grew up in, like, the Soldier Boy era, mm. the, the, the Bow Wow era, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And shit like that. They ain't grow up. They probably never heard Reasonable Doubt. Mm. They probably never heard El Man. Not with a, a, a mind that was able to comprehend yeah. what was going on. They didn't hear Purple Tape. You meet, you meet some young kid now who knows about that shit, you're like really impressed because that shows that they right. actually really went mm -hmm. through and did some fucking yeah, history. Yeah, I'd be impressed, but Always. I still understand like you ain't listen to it with a... Like you gotta listen to that shit really going through that shit. Like mm. for me, like when that shit came out, I was 16, I was already jumped off the porch. I was already living and shit, all that shit they were saying, so I understood it, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And it meant more, and it, and it impacted me more, and my life more, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, it was, if, I, if an 18 year old, nigga 16 year old, years old right now, be like, yo, I'm gonna put you and listen to this purple tape, they ain't gonna understand it like I, like, like, mm. they ain't gonna take it in like, like how we are taking it. They're gonna have really, their own, you know what I'm saying? You know, you know they're right? gonna have their own heroes. Like you, but that's right. actually really is that you guys could be that to them. Yeah, that's that's mm -hmm. dope. That's the dope thing. Yeah, that's dope think because because it's, it's Jews in the music, and that's like you were saying. That's what we grew up off. Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying niggas teaching you shit in music. It was about being right. the slickest, being the smartest, and being a you know what I'm saying, and being your, that nigga. Message. You know what I'm saying it wasn't about fucking off. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It wasn't about that. Like I said, niggas niggas was inspired by the golden era. Like it's a blessing to be from that era. Like you said, niggas grew up listening to it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean, for real. It's a, a blessing to be from that era, you know what I mean? But every like you said, everybody got their own heroes and mm -hmm. and we gotta understand what that music meant to us, that's what this new music mean to them. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um in terms of like when you look at the streets, in particular in Buffalo and shit, I thought it was really interesting because you're talking about you're from a famous heroin block, right? Mm -hmm. Is it all fentanyl now? Has, this, has the game like completely changed? Yeah. It has, huh? Yeah. That's a fact. And is it like way more fucked up as a result? When you look at the actual scene, do you think that it it's is. way more it is. fucked Cause up? Because look, look, okay, I'm going to break it down. Anybody, anybody who's been in the game know, if you've been in the game, you know, heroin's like a, it's not, it's not, it's not like cocaine. Everybody got their hands on cocaine, put their hands on cocaine. Everybody haven't dabbled in a heroin game. You feel what I'm saying? Now, since it's turned 
since that gotten trendy, but you know what I'm saying, by who, the young kids who use drugs, everybody got their hands on it. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. Everybody's selling that shit. Like I said, I'm from a block that been doing that shit. You feel what I'm saying? But it's a, it's a new thing, and uh, it's trendy. Uh, whoever making that fat and all, I don't know what the fuck they doing. They putting that shit in there, and you know it's killing people. And, and it's, you know, niggas ain't got no boats. We don't own no boats. I was reading about <laughs> how much cheaper it is for them to produce fentanyl versus heroin. Heroin mm-hmm. is such a complicated drug to produce. You got to do it like it, it's just it's a totally different world. Like the cartels and shit are not even looking at heroin as an option anymore in terms of mm-hmm. them making money because it's a totally different level of profit. Mm. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. I was on uh, my man a couple years ago. He uh his son was in the hospital getting heart surgery. You know what I'm saying? So they had the heart surgery and it came out successful <coughs> and everything. But he was like a little, he got a little aggy, so they was about to give him some medicine and they was about to shoot him with fentanyl. He told him like, nah, don't do that, give him something else. And then they came, came and gave him something else. Mm. So you gotta watch that shit too. Yeah, yeah, not for real. I mean, there's so many people that, like I, I was talking about this the other day, there's a dude I know who got cancer we he was like a bmx pro or whatever we all did a big like thing to raise money for him all this shit and then all of a sudden like within a year or two this fool was like sleeping under a bridge smoking perks like fucking completely fucked like his, his family couldn't even be around him at all just because they put him on oxycon and then all of a sudden he's fucking shooting heroin all of a sudden he's just doing everything under the sun like just because mm. he had a little fucking taste he lost his whole life and that shit happened in like two years Shit, wild man, like, and drugs is a motherfucker. Yeah, man. I think the 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 medical, you know what I mean, the, the drugs out the hospital they give you, that's the shit that's worse than the motherfucking the shit we sell on the streets to me. Yeah, they not real shit because they prescribe them. They to love you. That's they gotta go to the hospital, man, so uh, they can uh, give you that shit and that shit have your ass locked in. I mean, people seamlessly <laughs> transition from one to the next. You know, it's like especially with the kids now, it seems so safe for them to take a Zan. Mm-hmm. Any fucking kid these days, they all know they about all what Zans and shit. And all that shit now. And it's so easy crazy. for them to end up going from that to whatever. And even the Zans, like, it's bad enough. Like, you, you see fucking, like, I was watching fucking cops the other day. <laughs> They're catching people with Zans left and right. There's like multiple <laughs> clips in the same episode where this bitch had a big old bag of green hulks in her pocket and shit. And, I'm, and she's a fucking real deal junkie like red in the face running around selling pussy for like twenty dollars on yeah, the street that's crazy man you know drugs is a part of america though mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying drugs is a part of america and drugs help build this country mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying in the streets and pharmaceutical wise mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so that's going to forever be an issue is controlling it and you see with the marijuana thing you know what i'm saying that, that's that's interesting you know what i'm saying because mm-hmm. i'm in my 30s just imagine, like, weed is legal. Mm-hmm. You know I'm saying, I know how niggas been doing that in California, but they lightening the laws up around, like, in Buffalo. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You, if you get caught with 57 grams, it's a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's big for niggas. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. That's man. big for oh, niggas. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's two zips. That's a ticket. You know what I'm saying? You don't got to be paranoid and no <laughs> shit like that. That's big. So, what about, what's that country where heroin is legal? I think in Amsterdam and shit. Don't yeah. they have it, like, regulated where you can just do it? Yeah, Amsterdam. Heroin is legal. So, no drugs is a part That's of wild. not but even America, Amsterdam shit. Y- y'all seen the wire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, see, you remember Amsterdam? That area where like mm-hmm. they just let everybody sell drugs and shit? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was crazy. That that, that, that happens this that was fascinating, though, right? Because it really makes you wonder. Like, and I think when you look back on that, that might have seemed like a more shocking concept. Whereas now, I think almost everybody agrees that, in terms of like treating people who are on drugs, that it would be 
it would be safer and better to like create clinics where people could go in and get their fix and not have to necessarily be running around getting dirty ass drugs. And yeah, that's dying. a fact. But but this is what it is though. This is what it is though. It's really the it's really the users mm. because look, when people take that fentanyl and shit like that, they're not supposed to take all that. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? So fiends will go to the whatever they got to do. They'll go to the methadone clinic or whatever, but they're going to need they gonna need that fix again. They're going to need that rush again. You know what I mean? So it's really it's like, damn. You know what I'm saying? Like, how the fuck? How the fuck you do that? It's yeah, about moderation. Abusing that shit, yeah, right. they abusing it. You know what I'm saying? They mm-hmm. abusing it. And methadone clinic, you wake up, everybody get their little shit, or, you know, you take your hit. That's how a lot of them, that's how a lot of overdoses happen. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? You give, you give a, you give a, a motherfucker a tester, Tell them to only only take this much. They be like, nah, man. I you know I could take bigger hits. I can handle that. Right. They take it, then they asses out. It's just like anything else. You started out <laughs> yeah, hitting man. a tiny little bowl or hitting the blunt exactly, once or twice, man. and now you got a couple blunts just for the interview. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like what the <laughs> fuck? That shit crazy. So, you know, drugs is a part of this shit. Yeah, but is it when you look at like the the scene in terms of people selling drugs in in Buffalo and shit? Is it? The kind of thing where the cops do almost at this point sort of like turn an eye to a lot of the drug dealing and selling as long as it doesn't equal out to a bunch of violence. No, nah, not not with my hub. Yeah, I, ain't, I ain't gonna say that. Pac Man, yeah, I ain't gonna say that. I ain't gonna say that. Fucking cops is asshole. They, like, they just run down on niggas just because they know who he is. It ain't <laughs> like the wire or nothing like that. But <laughs> you can get caught like with maybe some weed or something, and in situations with some other shit. Some small shit, mm. you know what I'm saying? And they they looking for guns, man. You know what I'm they saying? Looking they looking for guns, man. You know what I'm saying? If it if it ain't nothing worth their time, they looking for guns. But you know, I've been in, I've been in situations where there's police is dickheads in Buffalo. Yeah, <laughs> they just. Police is dickheads in Buffalo. For real? You think think it's real? Is it like real in your face there? Because when I think about New York City, I think about that shit as being crazy as fuck because compared to L.A., the police presence in the city is insane. Yo, you know, I I, I hear, I be watching them YouTube videos and I be seeing niggas from the city cuss the police out. Dumping the water on them? Suck my dick. Like, that'll never happen. You seen those water clips? That'll never happen in Buffalo. But you seen you, where they're throwing the I've water? I've seen that them? shit. That's fucked they up. They had a national guard at. But they, the they came they back and they all rested them all that night, the next day shot. or some shit. No real shit. That never happened. Ain't none of that shit going on. I think that I those know. cops are probably just super aware of what it would look like on social media if they started tear gassing a whole neighborhood and mm-hmm. shit. And like, See, yeah, and I was different. You so know they sent someone to get him after. No real shit. And I was different. But I will say this though, like, like the wire shit. My, I'm like I said, I'm from a block where niggas was making twenty thousand a day. Police could have why they couldn't just sit a, a squad car on a block mm. on a corner and make sure nobody do nothing. Mm. They like, why, why they don't do shit it. like that? Yeah, you feel what I'm saying? It's like you know, it's it's a system. If you ask me, they could have did that. They don't do that. Yeah, they know sure. niggas over there every day. They know niggas. But is it different in the sense that like when you watch the wire and they got like basically an open air drug market going on in the projects? It's like that doesn't, it seems like that doesn't need to happen anymore because everybody's so connected with their phones and shit mm-hmm. that it's easy for people to just be able to like meet in secretive places to do drugs and shit. So it's probably changed a lot in that sense. No, uh, it, it kind of did, but it kind of didn't, man. I think, I think, I think 
drug users and drug buyers, you know what I'm saying, just like to show up where they know the drugs is at. They don't want to call nobody. I could just show up. Mm. You might not answer the phone, like real shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're trapping, you know, up. they just yeah. like to show up, man. You mm. know what I'm saying? If I know if I go to this place, they're going to be there. I don't got to call you. I'm not waiting on nobody. I'm, I'm dependent, not on a person. I'm dependent on the location. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? That's how they like it. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Did you deal with a lot of remorse when you were dealing drugs like when you were looking at the results and the ramifications of your behavior like i remember listening to clips was the first time i ever really heard a rapper like dealing with the destruction that they might have been responsible for and like that that to me has always been something that would like completely shift how i view Uh a rapper is if they talk about the consequences and they talk about the feeling that they might have from from being part of that is that something that you were thinking about when you were younger or is that something that you're only capable of sort of thinking about now man i'm gonna be honest with you this is something i thought about but it wasn't nothing it wasn't nothing that was big on me you know what i'm saying it didn't like you know what i'm saying i'm i'm from the, dest- the destruction of drugs mm. i'm from that my mom yeah. was on drugs i was <clears> in foster <throat> homes you feel what i'm saying i'm i'm part of that like i you know what i mean so i didn't i didn't have I didn't have like, like damn, what I'm doing is fucked up. You feel what I'm saying? I didn't yeah. have that. At times, I did have it. When I, sometimes I look and I see, you know what I'm saying? I look, might look at a house and see what's going on with some kids. And then, of course, you mm-hmm. feel what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. I always looked at that kid as like that was me. I did at first. <laughs> you know I, mean? I did. Yeah. I used to have that. Shit. I used to think about that. Shit. I used to be like that. Like I ain't really give a fuck. I'm about to get this bag. You know what I'm saying? But once I start. Like my family members and shit, I had some family members and all that that was like sneaking and buying it mm. from me without, you know what I mean? Like, right. I'm like I'm serving my own family and all that shit. It's like, yo, what the fuck is going on? It's like, is that what you know what I mean? Is that bag that really you know what I mean? Powerful? Why that much value? It's never in my worth life? it. It's yeah. never worth it though. Mm. It's you know never worth saying? it. Cause I was reckless with it. Like I was, I was serving everybody. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Now, that's a fact. Right. You know what I mean, that's a fact. I always, I always tell this story. Like we don't do this shit no more. But I always tell the story. I said it in, in different raps. These niggas was ruthless. Uh-huh. Niggas was about fourteen and called this nigga to get a hammer. There's no question. <laughs> gave it to niggas. Really? <laughs> uh, yeah. Who'd you call? Me. I called oh, him. you called him. <laughs> oh, coward, and you nigga. gave it to him when he was fourteen. Uh, man, I, I trusted they, you know, they judgment. <laughs> no, really. But that's what it was. But that's what it was. So that's why it's hard to feel numb to that when you write and you inside mm-hmm. of it. I'm not like we not from like the corners or watch people. Like we from the middle of the shit. Mm-hmm. Middle of the shit. The middle of the shit. Yeah. Like so, your dog call he, you with a problem. Shit. You know what I'm saying? He you know he I mean? he fearing for a nigga safety if he don't got that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Like, that type of environment. Like, mm. real shit. Yeah. Is the gun shit just as fucked up in, like, are the penalties just as bad as it is in the city? Yeah, it's new on New York State. All New York State. Yeah. Same, yeah. State. Same, Same shit, thing, huh? Yeah. Have you, are you old enough to have remember when the laws were yep. a little different? Yep, niggas used yeah. to get eight months, pro, five years probation yeah, for hammers. Yeah, I did eight months for my pistol. Yeah, real shit. Shingo yeah. Black did too. Yeah, he did eight months for a pistol. That, that feels like a breeze now because you're doing like at least three yeah, years yeah, or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. Guess what? Right now, I wish they could get Guess eight what? months for that pistol. Like the government always do, they make harsh uh, penalties yeah. and then they go back on them. Mm. So right now they got something in New York State called gun court. You know what I'm saying? Like they got drug court. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They got gun court is where they's like being more lenient because all these young niggas got straps. The prisons is full. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? So it's not even in, I know it's in Rochester. I know 
it's in Buffalo, but gun court. You know what That's I'm saying? Crazy. That's what they do. Like they lock all these all these uh drug dealing niggas up from the eighties and they be like, you know that was harsh. We right. gave y'all ten years back. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Same thing they're gonna do with the fentanyl. All these they locking all these niggas up for the fentanyl and the heroin, they're gonna do the same thing in ten years. They gonna yeah. let these niggas out. That's crazy. Yeah, cause I have a homie who got caught with a fucking machine gun with a shell catcher on it. And they, they gave him ninety days, which I was like I can't believe you just got 90 days for this fucking ridiculous murder weapon that nobody should be walking around with. And then he goes in, he's on Instagram story the next day. He's like, boom, they let me out. They didn't have no room in the jail. I'm like, mm-hmm. what kind of fucking world is this? Like that, that this shit mm-hmm. is going down like you know that. What? That's crazy. See, a lot of people don't be knowing about that criminal shit, man. A lot of, a lot that got, that got to do with your criminal shit is, uh, your criminal history. Mm. And I'm saying, if you don't got no criminal history and you're the first time you're getting caught with drugs, really, if, even if it's a lot of drugs, it's a slap on the wrist. Hmm. You know, niggas is getting caught with bricks during five years. You know really? what I'm saying? If you got money for a lawyer, you know what I'm saying? I know niggas was get caught with quarter bricks during six months in shot camp. Wow. You feel what I'm saying? Because it's different. It's drugs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this shit is a part of America. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's right. it's more time in the manufacturing and the traffic and the conspiracy. You know what I'm saying? And actually, they kicking in to find the shit in your living room. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's a system, man. That's how they do the shit, man. Yeah. Do you uh, do you worry? Or, like, do you just have a, a different outlook when you look at people that you know who are still in that life and you just are living away now where you just don't have to deal with the I same amount so, of risk? I feel so guilty. Mm. I feel so guilty. And I, you know what I'm saying? And I shouldn't. I feel guilty. I'd be around. Sometimes, and you know what I mean? I might hear something. I'm like, damn, niggas still doing that? Mm. <laughs> Taking I mean? crazy risks from And money. I'm like, damn. And, 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 and this is what I'm going to say. It's a difference between a drug dealer and a hustler. Mm. You know what I'm saying? See, we hustlers. A drug dealer can only deal drugs. And, and, if, you, and if you just got to be smart at it, and nobody's smart at it, you got to be in it to, to raise you a few dollars, not a lot. Would you think you're going to make a million dollars and retire? <laughs> no. You're going to get shot the fuck up. Somebody going to kick in your door, make you a few dollars, retire, get you a fucking piece of shop, or get you something, you know what I'm saying? Make make good enough money where mm-hmm. you don't got to look over your shoulder and nobody do that. See, they don't, that's what I say about the ghettos with niggas from the ghettos. The ghetto is so rough and tough and fucked up. Your parents could only teach you how to survive in that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. They can't tell you what to do once you made it out. Right. Oh, once you graduated high school and you finished, you, oh, you, you, so you're not in jail, you're not dead, or you out? They don't know what to tell you after that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They just know how to tell you to get through that shit. That's why we're not taught about credit, taught about that business shit, taught about all that other shit, because nobody, you know what I'm saying? Like that, <laughs> You better learn how to walk sh- to the bus stop. Don't talk to these niggas right here. Don't do that. Ah, ah. We not learned to, to function outside of our ghettos. You know what I'm saying? Mm. When you look at how your, your kids are growing up, how does it make you, how does your experience guide that? And to what extent do you feel like you're even able to like really shield them from the, the horrible things that, that you've witnessed and you know that a lot of, of kids still grow up around? Of course, of course, of course. My kids ain't gonna never grow up in the conditions I grew up in. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? And that's the point, you know what I'm saying? They nev- never understand what I went through. You know what I'm saying? They're not supposed to, you know They're what I'm saying? They're they not supposed to, they, they, they children. You feel what I'm saying? And for what we went through, that was that was really a tragedy, you know what I'm saying? But our kids would never go through no nut shit like that. That wasn't mm-hmm. normal, you know what I'm saying? We grew up to see that shit wasn't normal. It oh, was normal when we normal. was going through it. Mm-hmm. Everybody mom smoked crack. Yeah, Everybody it, mom did. It felt normal. Ain't yeah, nobody had saying. no father around. That was mm-hmm. that was normal. You got a dad, you, you know what I'm saying? But it's not normal now. Niggas take care of their kids and <laughs> kids is in, you know what I'm saying? My I'm kids saying. are spoiled. 
Mm-hmm. Cause schools, move, mm-hmm. you know, you got them out the hood. They don't exactly. live in the hood. They, you know, what I mean, they, they, they interest is different. You know what I'm saying? They on the science team or whatever, chess club and all that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, shit like that. Right. Do, you know do they mean? ever, they ever show any sort of fascination in the lifestyle that you're describing when you in your raps and shit? Do they ever like really feel the need to ask questions about like? So, Dad, like, uh, you, you really saw all those drugs? <laughs> not yet. I mean, my son, my son, 13, so he ain't really. He just starting to get curious, right? Yeah, he ain't really, you know, them type of inquiries. But, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? He, he he wouldn't understand if I told him. You know what I'm saying? Right, it's right, going right. to take for him to get a little older mm. and see, like, damn, nigga, y'all used to come in the house and you came home from school and the lights was cut off. You, you, know, right. you had to eat a mayonnaise sandwich or you was going to go hungry for the day. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, all these motherfucking Capri Suns and motherfucking Lunchables and, you know what I mean? No, shit in the shit. fridge. I don't even know what that, how a mayonnaise, I don't even eat mayonnaise. <laughs> right. missing out. I, I eat pizza. Mayo, that's a good for, life. Yeah. I, got a, I got a stepdaughter that's uh 21. She older. I used to be married to my baby mama. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? But I got a biological daughter that's... uh. She about to be 14, she 13 now, right? Uh-huh. So they done been and made visits to federal prisons and shit like that uh-huh. with me, but it's nothing that they want to sit and talk about to me. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because they like so, they not like ghetto kids. You know what right. I'm saying? They not, they not fascinated by that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They was in there writing me letters telling me, yo, you got to chill. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. they, that's nothing that they want to talk about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They don't give a fuck about that shit. That's interesting. Um, I wanted to ask, uh, when you look at your fan base, what do you, who's, who's like the typical person that gets attracted to the shit that you guys are doing? And also, do you feel like you have a lot of white fans? Yeah, it's a lot of, and we got a ton of white fans. Well, I guess any, ra- any popular fans, rapper could say they have a ton of white fans. White you know fans, what I'm saying? <laughs> everything, man, like, this shit is crazy. You know what it is, too? It's like, you know what I mean? I think. The, the wrestling and the art aspect of our exactly. music mm-hmm. exactly. draw that crowd. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Because, you know, everybody loves wrestling. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, like I said, like it ain't, it was shit wasn't by like no gimmick or no set shit. We sat at the table and like, yo, you know what? We should just start naming our songs wrestling songs and mm. start putting wrestlers on our album covers and all that. Like, that's just the shit we love. We we, we, we was on growing up. We Real like, shit. Niggas so dope and watch wrestling. Mm. <laughs> you know mm. what I'm saying? Real so it's like, <clears throat> we but, get a lot of that, like the skateboard culture. You right. know what I mean? The, the skateboarders and the bikers and the motherfucking, you know what I mean? The the, the, the Hispanic, you know, mm-hmm. you know the, the Hispanic crowd. <clears throat> got the hood niggas. Like our shows be crazy. Like you got... White boys, you got the skateboarders, the backpackers, the hippies, the Mexican, or you know, the Hispanic niggas. Mm-hmm. You got the hood niggas, you know what I'm saying? You got the square niggas who just, you know, go to work, you know what I mean? And just right. go home, but just enjoy authentic hip hop. It's like all in one room, nigga. Ain't no, never know. I ain't never been had a show where niggas was fighting or none of that. Yeah, right. I mean, never, it's like it's just all love. It's just that should be dope. I'm telling you, it's like, like you all said, these different colors. It's the art of that shit. You know mm, what I'm saying? Art, it's man. the art of that shit. Because some people just hear it and they just in it just for the gangster shit. You know what I'm mm. saying? And that's cool. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But some people in it for the beats, yeah, for the skits, the for the era. You mm. know what I'm saying? They know what it means. And they attracted to that. You know what I'm saying? The merch and all. They attracted the merch, to that. The cover art, right, all that exactly. shit play a part in the Griselda success you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it's like that shit was just all a pot of like a pot of gumbo or something you know what i mean like you know even like having danger like 
as our, our in-house producer. Obviously, he's white. You know what I mean? He ain't, he ain't never, you know, I mean, I'm sure, you know, whatever he did, he did, but he ain't lived like we, he didn't have to. You know right. what I'm saying? He ain't have to live in, 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 in a house with, you know what I'm saying, motherfucking eight other kids in a two-bedroom. Uh -huh. Right, right. You so, know what I'm saying? So he, he, he's a part of the sound. So it's like a part of the sound. And it's like people see that, our fans see that, and they see, like, the paintings and the mural, like all that shit is, you know, the graffiti artists and all that shit is like, this was the shit I felt like they was missing. You know what I mean? We got people tattooing, you know what I mean? Our, our shit in their skin, you know what I mean? Like tattooing my face on them. Or That's like, fine. Or like That's West crazy. Side cover crazy. on their on on chest yeah. or something, you I know just, what I mean? I just got my fans made this, they first tattoo a couple months ago. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you got the budget, you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying, like the music is just, I feel like the music is secondary. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's dope that we make fire music and we can rap good, but it's like the other shit that we represent, like the art and the, and the fashion, mm -hmm. the wrestling, the culture, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, people gravitate towards that. You know what I mean? A lot of dudes, like I was saying earlier, they just in it for the bag. Mm -hmm. Like they just found a way, I'm about to just get rid. That's why that's all they talk about. Look at my wife, <laughs> look at my bitch, look at my car, <laughs> look at my whip, look at it. You know what I'm saying? No, that's, what else you gonna talk about? Cause that you ain't hard. got no culture. You that know was kinda hard. And mm -hmm. I was a hook. I don't want niggas <laughs> to sell my shit. I might gotta go record that, you know what I mean? You should, you should do a voice memo. <laughs> <laughs> right, you know what I mean? But yeah, though, so it's like, you know what I'm saying? We Like like we were saying earlier, we just students of the game, man, but we just added our <laughs> own little our own little flavor with mm. adding little shit that we love, man. Niggas love art. Niggas love fashion. We love wrestling. We love grimy hip-hop. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I feel like, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to mention action again because that was one thing I got when I first got turned on to him in, like, 2011 was, like, damn, I never heard a rapper who was just, like, an authentic type real hip-hop rapper but then he also was like talking about random ass wrestling references like professional bodybuilders from back in the <laughs> you know day yeah. all this weird yeah. ass shit i'm like I, I honestly when i first heard him i was like i don't think i ever heard a rapper with a sense of humor this good and then <laughs> right. i kind of feel the same way with you guys shit too where it's like it's just it's it's too smart it's just yeah. like there's just so much quality writing to it that you right, just right, have right. to appreciate after so many years of listening to so many people that mm -hmm. might not put as much effort into the, the Yo, writing. You yeah, gotta be a, yeah, you, right. I always say this, you gotta be a smart nigga to be a good rapper, but this nigga hilarious. This nigga could be a comedian. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of niggas don't know this nigga is fucking hilarious. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like if you combine the funniest motherfucker you know with someone who's just good at rapping, that's mm -hmm. gonna be the best rapper. It's someone mm -hmm. who has the personality, the, 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 the genuine like energy. A lot of dudes like realistically, it's like they're boring as fucking their raps because if you listen to them in an interview, they're boring as fuck just as people yeah, they right, might right, have exactly. an all right flow exactly. they might have a good uh, cadence or a good voice but if they're boring as people then there's like almost no chance that they're gonna actually be able to spit entertaining raps right, right. Right. we call that chips yeah. chips also, we call that chips yeah and what do you mean it's like lame whack yeah oh okay chips, he, ch right. he chips yeah, yeah exactly he food yeah, yeah, he chips. Niggas chips. i heard you said on a song you said that it's like you said it's funny when every rapper is food to you yeah, yeah, yeah. If you listen to the radio feeling like that? I be feeling like we upper echelon. You know what I'm saying? The confidence, you know what I mean? It's a shared confidence that we, 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 we doing something that ain't nobody else doing, can't do. That's how I feel. Like, I feel like can't nobody fuck with us. Mm. You know what I mean? And we, 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 we showing and proving. And we're going to continue to strive to do that, like to make sure we show and prove. 
You know what I'm saying? You hear how, how, how the butcher coming on everything he on. This nigga just, just going crazy. And that shit inspiring me. You know what I mean? Thank That's you, why you brother. always see us together when we, we, you know what I mean? We in the same rooms because I be needing that inspiration too. You know what I mean? Like, I need to see somebody and tell myself, yeah, he, hung, he more hungry than you. Mm. Wake up. You know what I mean? Then I get sharp. Then he'll do you on the same type of time. Like, nah, fuck that. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's just... That's the beauty of, of the Griselda formula because we all want to be great, you know what I'm saying? And leave an impact in this shit forever. Mm. It's that Buffalo shit, that chip mm -hmm. on your shoulder. Mm -hmm. We ain't never had a shot. We ain't never had a chance. Ain't nobody really respect the shit we was doing and where we was coming from because we wasn't from the boroughs and none of that. So it's like we got we go extra hard to let it be known, like to leave our we gotta etch this shit in the concrete, nigga Griselda, mm -hmm. DSF. We 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 here. We ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> that's crazy it's like yeah you guys really like got something to prove but i guess you guys are kind of like the definition of like a slow burn in terms of like your come up because mm -hmm. it's always weird to see like i was i think about block boy or or someone like mcconan when like they came out and they got those drake features and all of a sudden they went from like zero to fucking huge so fast and then it was hard for them to really like maintain their careers after that and you guys are kind of the exact opposite of that in the sense that it's just been like a very steady growth over the past couple of years and even like when you do get crazy ass looks like that fucking Eminem song and shit right. it's still like it's just like contributing to the gradual mm -hmm. thing it's not right, like you right, guys right, have right, had right. that one like crazy sellout move that will kind of like spoil the whole Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? That's really on some real shit. Like, I'll be thinking, like, we just a power move away. Like, we ain't really, that ain't really happened yet, but our shit's so authentic and niggas fuck with it so much that we was getting the, the top tier cosigns and, and the looks and shit, like, years ago. Like, you know what I mean? When we first kind of came in, like, I did Coachella. We did Coachella, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Right. Without, without an album out. We did Governor's Ball. We did all the fest. We, 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 did, we got records with Cool G Rap, DJ Premier, and, you know what I'm saying? And, and you know what I'm saying? And, and all that type of dudes like that. Royce and Beast with Alchemist and Pete Rock. You know what I mean? And, and murals all over the country and niggas tattooing shit on each other, buying, selling out merch and vinyls in like two minutes. Mm. We was doing that shit in like, you know, 2015, 2016, like when we first kind of came in. It just wasn't getting... We was doing that kind of shit with like 15, 20,000 followers. Mm. Like it wasn't getting that main, like that mass ex exposure, <laughs> that maximum exposure. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And you know, it's growing, it's just growing now. You know what I mean? That's all. It's just growing now. So you you hearing the records with the, you know what I'm saying? The M&Ms and shit like that. Because you know, the shit expanding now, like more and more people starting to like listen and, and hear about it and all that. Like I was, we was in the studio with, 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 with uh, Hit Boy last night. He like, yeah, now the big homie was telling me about y'all. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, damn, nigga, that shit still be blowing my mind. Cause where we from, this shit don't happen. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? This shit never happened for nobody from Buffalo. Ever. You know Ever. what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying shit ain't never happened. So, so when I be hearing shit like, yeah, Ho was telling me about y'all. <laughs> you know what I mean? That should be having me on like. But I mean, it's so hard. To, it's so hard to come <laughs> out as a rapper from anywhere, even mm -hmm. if you're from New York or LA, where it's objectively Bruce, easier yeah. to come up. But I mean, to be like the first people from a major area like that to really be able to blow up, it's like that's definitely got to just be yeah, a that, fucking amazing feeling. That's amazing. 
should be celebrated more and talk about No real more. shit. We need our own you know day I mean? and our People, own street I mean, out Stub, there. Buffalo, that shit, that we, they built a statue for us right now. Mm -hmm. Because, like, where we from, don't nothing happen for nobody. I don't care what, what field you in. Like, don't be the too many niggas that make it to the league. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? NBA and none of that shit. You don't, the opportunities are slim. Mm -hmm. You either sell dope or you working a dead-end job, you know, struggling, trying to figure it out mm -hmm. in life. You know what I mean? So for... For us to do what we what we doing is so inspirational, man. Just for not only Buffalo, the whole upstate New York, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? The Rochester's, the Syracuse, Facts. and all that shit, Albany, because it's like yeah. these are the cities that never really get the shots. You know yeah. what I mean? And any place that's not even around there, but who feel how or Buffalo anywhere. feel? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know so. what I'm saying? Shout out to all my CT niggas. You know what I'm saying? I know they feel they behind us because they feel like yo, feel shit like, like Buffalo. You know what I'm saying? We can nobody from in there really never. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like I'm from outside Boston, Nashville, New Hampshire. So it's kind of like when I'm watching your videos and you're just seeing you on these random ass alleys with the fucked up ground and crazy potholes and everywhere, it's just such a different vibe aesthetically than yeah. what you see when you look down the street in LA. It's just that that's a big part of the allure is that mm -hmm. you know, right. your music just has like a different vibe from that. But do you guys see yourself like leaving that area and do you think that you would be able to maintain that same kind of spirit if you were waking up every day looking out at the beach? Um, I mean... I, I think so. I, I believe so. You know what I mean. But it's like I I, I really don't know because niggas ain't really live like that 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 Tony Montana lifestyle. But right, right, right. We done we we lived good, man. Niggas done had money. Niggas done done came across all type of thousands and mm. all type of money and all type of cars and jewels and you know what I mean and, and the bitches and and everything that come with having money. You know what I mean? We kind of been, you know, used to that and exposed to that. So I can't see us, like, you know what I mean, wavering from, you know, how we give it up, changing how we move. But you never know, man, when you, you know, the lump sum millions start pouring in. You never know. That shit, <laughs> Ooh, that shit yeah. worse than drugs, they say. No, fame, real yeah. shit. Famous. So I mean, like, shit. You look I at your know. bank account, you see $10 million. It's yeah, like, am it's I like, really trying to, like, be out here in Buffalo all the time? Or am I going right. to be <laughs> out in Calabasas? Say, nah, I ain't about to be out. I don't be out in Buffalo now. Oh, see, you you know already don't stay there? Money. And I, I mean, I, I, I got a oh, house okay. there. I own a house there, but I don't, I don't. I mean, I be moving around so much because we be touring. We we doing shows constantly. We in the other cities recording and just right. constantly just driving and you know keep elevating with this shit. So, do you think it's just not a good idea for y'all to be out there in Buffalo? Is that just is it too close to home? Just too close to too much bullshit? <laughs> Shit, I don't have no problems. Right. I, I think, you know, we good. We, we probably think, a lot of cops for, that would like to fuck y'all up out there, right? For, for more for me, <laughs> in in Buffalo, kind of, kind of shit. But uh, more yeah. for me is work related. Like uh, he said, he never home anyway. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Anyway, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm always gone anyway. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you know, a little the better weather. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Get some better weather, and uh, I'm always out of town anyway. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But it's more work related. You know what I'm saying? I could really move and. And do what I need to do in a different city, and it's different opportunities and bigger. But I'm always in Buffalo, though. I'm yeah. always. I'm in always Buffalo. in Buffalo too, but I, I'm gonna keep it hundred. I don't really be in the hood. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't really be in the hood, man. It's, you know, the hood going. The hood is the hood, and if you prepare for what come with that, then I mean, shit, you. So be it. Just me personally, I just I done been through already the. Shit happens. Yeah, you know, you know, you I got shot in my head and my neck like you in the club. You're happy to live the good niggas life. Did right? yeah, so niggas did they tour. Niggas did they tour in Vietnam. Mm. Yeah, we <laughs> did our tour in Vietnam. <laughs> niggas so did like, they I don't tour. even really go in the hood. When I'm in the city, I don't even go to the hood. Like, yeah. I'll be somewhere low-key drinking, eating at a restaurant or something like that. Mm. Or just chilling with my family. Because not only that, I mean, you've seen what happened to me. 
See what happened to Nipsey, mm-hmm. shit like that. Like the hug gonna be the hug, man. Hug gonna be it's the unfortunate, hug. but it's that's the hug, man. So yeah. I stay out, you know what I mean? I mean, when I go to that motherfucker, I be in and out. I might stop at a store or some shit like that. Yeah, too. yeah shit you know like saying? that. He 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 be in the hood. He be yeah, in my mom's still living. We you know our family still. I living be like, yo, where you at? He like, I'm with May. I'm close up. I'm You know what I mean? But it's just something like that. Stop through. You know, I'm hollering at the homies. We was just a nigga. We was just saying that. We just hollering at Monet. Yeah, nah, you know for real. We just jumped exactly. out. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Hold everybody out there. Because it's still love. Because it's still love. And people proud of us and seeing what we're doing. And it's like, you know what I mean? We got that kind of like hands off policy. Kind of going right, like niggas already knowing, like nah, let them through. They official niggas. And what a lot mm-hmm. of people gotta realize, the ultimate goal is to not be in the fucking hood, <laughs> right? You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's really the ultimate goal, is to show people how to, you know what I'm saying, get out the hood. If we, if we, if we doing good, take care of your people that's in there. But mm-hmm. to get out is bigger and better things going on. You know what I'm saying? Why would we be subject to that? You know what I'm saying? I heard a lot of people. I I seen people say. And I'm saying in our community, in our neighborhoods, everybody talk about what they bought for their kids. Everybody say, like, yeah, man, I, I went broke for my kids. Why go broke for your kids? Get rich for your kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? It's like, get the fuck up out of there. Somebody made a comment on my shit the other day talking about I, I moved out the hood as soon as I got money. Mm. You damn right. I did my tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did my tour, you, you know what I'm saying? I'm from the trenches. Woman I'm out stay of there. in the projects. <laughs> and I just moved off six months ago. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? But before this, I was on the tour with the locks living in the projects. Yeah. Facts. I did Sway in the morning. I did uh, uh, Funk Flex. I was still living in the P's when I did that shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Going to home, going home to the P's every night with a rollie on. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? Is that stressful? Like, nah. It wasn't because I lived there, but some nights I used to get out. It's like, all right, tonight gonna be the tonight, niggas. I get all y'all niggas. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's tonight gonna be the night, but shit, I'm, I'm from that environment. But like you said, hands off policy. Niggas know what come with that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's just that what it is. That's crazy. Just dope, though, that, you know what I mean? You know, niggas is doing all this shit coming from where we from, like, you know what I mean? Without a shot, like, and, and how we inspiring. You know what I mean? Just think, like I was saying, no cosigns, none of that. We on tour with the locks, niggas still living in the project. Mm-hmm. Selling out tour, we on sold out tour. You know what I mean? This shit all was built organically and, and just off of just our talent. You know what I mean? Our hard work, it was no favors. Ain't nobody give us no bag. Mm-hmm. We didn't want no more. We ain't took nothing. We ain't taking nothing from nobody because we don't want to owe nobody. We don't want nobody hands in this pot. This shit is, you know what I mean? This shit is all family orientated and, 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 and all organic and authentic. Right, you know right. what I mean? That's what people I think love about this shit too. Would you, you do you guys I heard a song where you guys were like <coughs> going back and forth on the verse with Styles and Jada going back and forth on the verse. Yeah, that was, that was Benny and that was Benny and thirty eight special. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Sorry yeah, about that. that. I thought that was you guys together. Yeah, but that like is that like, I mean, obviously, Jada and Styles are, like, the kings of that. Right. Is that and going back and forth on it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? is that, like, a weird experience to even, like, do you have, have you guys ever written bars together like that? Or did one person write the whole verse? Or, like, is, is, what was that <clears> like? We do it all the time, and he write his part, and I write my part. Oh, okay. You feel what I'm saying? It's just you got to be cohesive when you do it. You got to sit down and talk and have a conversation and communicate through writing a verse mm-hmm. when you do it. That's it. You know what I'm saying? That's it ain't it. like you go in the corner and go in there. Sometimes we do do that. Let's just black out. And then sometimes you're like, okay, now what we doing? Let's talk about yeah, it. You know what I'm saying? direction and all, all right. that we're going to go in. Yeah. Nah, that's interesting. What made is that the first time you ever gone on a track with Marshall that came out? 
Yeah, that's my first record. That's my first record what, with Marshall. What made you decide that that was the time to do it and that that was the song? Um. Well, I just felt like that was the song off off the jump when I heard this shit. When I, cause I I recorded it already first. You know what I'm saying? And um, I had went to Detroit just to sit down and just, I wanted them to hear it. So I went to his studio in Detroit. I flew to Detroit and I played my album "God Don't Make Mistakes" for uh for him and Paul Rosenberg. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, Royce was in the room or whatever. And um, you know what I mean? When that joint came on, I'm just like, yeah, this is the shit that I had in mind. I wanted you to, I wanted you to body. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's how that happened. And um, you know, the album, I mean, the song just came out just out of nowhere. Like, it was just time. Like, you know, he just wanted to like, now nah, let's put this out now. Right. You know, so shit, we dropped that motherfucker and tore the streets up. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. Is that is that like kind of nerve wracking to even like mention that just to be like, yo, hey, <clears throat> one of the greatest rappers of all time. You want to just get on the song? It was a little. <laughs> did you think about it a lot leading up to it? Um, no, nah, I just wanted. I thought about, am I sure that this is the record that I wanted to get him mm-hmm. on? Because I kind of figured. I, I already knew in my mind, like I'm a type. I'm outspoken. Mm. I mean, like shit. I, 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 shit, I need a verse, bro. What up? Get on this. You know what I'm saying? So I already knew when I got to Detroit, and I, you know what I mean? I'm playing them this album. Like, my mindset was like, I'm not I'm not leaving Detroit without a verse. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm about to go to Eminem's personal, his studio. Yeah. I'm about to get a verse. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's happening. <laughs> it's happening. So the whole flight, I'm just like, you know what I mean? I'm happy, nigga. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shit, I got there. I just played them the album and shit, and, and just like, you know, what I mean, I ain't gonna lie, the album's so crazy, man. And I ain't even, I didn't even expect this kind of reaction from from M. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'm a confident nigga. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a pretty confident guy. Like, I, I knew this shit fire. I, I knew they was gonna fuck with it. But like, this shit was like, the reactions from M was like, like he was like, it was, it, I blew him away, kind of. It was like, yo, this shit is crazy. Yeah crazy how you rapping on this shit. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm excited. I can't wait to get this shit out. Yeah, that shit nuts. You know yeah. what I mean? People ain't never heard this kind of this kind of machine yet. You know uh, what I mean? That's fire. Uh, whose idea was it to put the horns on the Black Thought collab? Uh, was that him? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. I it's felt him. like that was him. You know, you got that right. That was him because <laughs> they wasn't on there before. Really? He was like, yo. Put these horns on there. I'm like, yeah, fuck it, send it back. It's kind of fire. Add, add it's like it's dope. It's dope. Sauce to that it's dope. It's like dope. it's like the chorus. It's not a chorus. It's only once, but it's like sort of like a really like minimalist. I'm damn, I damn near got the roots. Way. A song with a root with the roots. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know <what> I'm saying? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, was that was that similar? Like, how'd you go about even putting in the request for that? And was that one that you were like in terms of like your bucket list of people that you'd want to get on tracks with? Was that a big one? Yeah, that definitely was a big one. It's like. I already knew thought was tapped in. You feel what I'm saying? So I heard the beat and I'm like, you know what? Thought can get on this. This shit would be crazy. So I wrote my verse before I even, by the time I wrote my verse, I knew he was going to be on the song. Mm-hmm. I'm saying? So I, I didn't even write my verse and then called him. I'm like, yo, I got this beat. He like, yo, send it. Da, da, da. And shit, I sent my shit. Then he uh, ended up sending his back and I'm like, damn. Was fire. I knew what he did. He went crazy on that shit. Mm. That's my thing. I want to we. I want to fuck with all the spitters, the, the dope niggas. You know what I'm saying? The people who I admire as a uh, MC. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? So right. Still sharp and still. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up. Uh shit. All right. So anything you guys want to shout out? Anything uh anything you gotta get out before you wanna wrap this up? We've done we've done our hour. It's official. Oh mm. shit. We, we got high. that long? We got high and we didn't even feel like he's a bitch. And like, yo shit, <laughs> motherfucking uh, you know, we got what was Sheen gonna do coming, you know what I'm saying? Uh, God don't make mistakes, Conway. Yeah, that's going away. You know what I'm saying? Plugs I'm at in stores right now. Got that look you know what, what I became about the drop. That's you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got a few pieces coming. Right. Like God know. is an awesome God in stores right, right now. now. Get that shit. You know what, you what, know what I'm saying? Real shit. Just working, you know what I mean? Staying busy doing these interviews, running around the motherfucking country, doing shows, fucking this shit up. I got the fucking uh, plugs I met live at Sony Hall. Hmm. It's going to be crazy. That's crazy. Plugs I met yeah, live. Do you notice that the interviews like those horns will be there? Uh, they will. Oh, that's fire! I want to see that. Yo, do you notice like when you go like do DJ Vlad? Like you notice that you like get more fans and shit from people just fucking with you from that shit? Cause like I had always like heard you guys a little bit and shit, but like then I watched that that interview that he did with you, and I was just all of a sudden like way more tuned in to like you as a person. It's like. Kind of interesting way to get fans by going out like there and doing that, you know. You 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 gain you gain fans and notoriety from different things, you know what I'm saying? That's that's what anybody who's like in the entertainment business, from sports or anything, yeah. you might not even like a basketball nigga. You might see it uh, after the, a post game interview, you'd be like, oh he alright. That's my you guy. Yeah, no yeah, real shit. <laughs> you like he alright, you know what I'm saying? And then you tuned in to him. Yeah, you know what I'm saying so. Yeah, we go through that and. Like we was talking about earlier, it's just different steps you take, and all that's part of the steps mm. that you take for everybody to know that. I'm saying Griselda's the dopest shit out, I'm saying we going on a run. Facts. There it is. All right. Well, we in here. No jumper. Ah. Coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Yeah, buddy. Like, comment, subscribe. Griselda. You already know Griselda, BSF, Conway the Machine, Benny the Butcher, No mm. Jumper. The Butcher yeah. coming, nigga. Yeah. Just like that. I <laughs> appreciate you guys. Mm -hmm.